millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to this episode of What's New Barkeep. I'm Dane. I'm Luke. And today we're going to the tropics. But first, we got to go through the pines. That collective groan is there for a reason, folks, because this first drink we are not looking forward to. Remember when I said a couple episodes back that if we could start every episode with a shot, so that was a shot to our system and everyone else's? This is not what I had intended. No, this is not because just neither of us have had this one. But oh, dear God, just what we smelled from it when it was done oh i regret everything mm-hmm. but hey you gotta take the show the good and the bad because i'm not backing out now i spent too much money on liquor yeah <laughs> no. no i don't blame you there but for those of you wondering well what bad drink did we get oh it is a relatively simple shot called a Singapore sling it's gin Angostura bitters and lime juice. And that's it. Yeah, for those of you who might not exactly know gin, because I know that's not the most popular drink that's carried in bars. It's ever had a pine tree? You're basically drinking a pine tree. Yeah, hence why we're going through the pines. (laughs) Let's get this over with. Alrighty, bottoms up. Three, two, one. oh wow okay that wasn't bad until that last second oh yeah that it wasn't too bad going down but oh that aftertaste Mm -hmm. oh that aftertaste i think i'll be good yeah i'm not gonna puke but i do need a palate cleanser yeah i think i need it too flavor profile wise it's not the worst shot in the world but it will burn whatever you do do not mix this with say last episode's pina colada or what was it? Episode two with the mudslide and the yeah, the mudslide and all the all the dairy. Mm-hmm. Anything that has dairy in it, avoid this shot with that. Mm-hmm. Again, not the worst. I hate to say it, but I would say I might try it again in different situations. Absolutely, I think if I was three sheets to the wind, as situation, I would not mind having another one of these. Maybe not three sheets, but definitely past drunk. Yeah, and remember, drink responsibly. Yes, please drink responsibly we had a whole episode talking about this you can find that in our playlist (laughs) plug 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 (laughs) either way here we're getting into our first topic of the day which is actually something interesting a little earlier today we happened to come across this website of random conversation starters we figured you know what this might not be the worst idea for you guys get to know us because We've been kind of jumping around topics about things we like, but not really talking about ourselves. Yeah, not really. So this might be a chance to get to know us better, maybe get a little bit of our humor sides out there, just in case. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, at least we try to be funny. We don't always land, but we at least try. We, we try. Oh, and normally I don't usually go with the first result that websites like this will give you, but I 
I don't know if I can pass this one. Things you don't say at a funeral. <laughs> oh, let's see here. Is the wife single yet? <laughs> uh, she's better. She was better after dead. Oh, <laughs> definitely a lot quieter. If you know what I mean. Oh no, this is a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you say that now, but we are only one question deep. We're only one question deep, and uh, is there room in there? <laughs> Listen, I don't have anyone else to cuddle with. Just give me this. <laughs> All right, yeah, let's head on over to the next topic it'll give us. Let's see here. Uh, the last dream you remember. Oh, the last dream I remember. Well, this actually was, I want to say after episode two, I remembered something that was... I don't want to say necessarily it was a lucid dream, but it's one of those things where you're half awake, half asleep. Like, you know that your body is getting into sleep, but you're still cognizant of it, but you can't change the world. Okay, yeah. I know that state. Yeah, I don't remember what the hell happened in it, but I remember there was a dream. Oh, the last dream that I remember. Oh, Lord. Because I think the funny part is, is that, um, a little off topic here, kind of. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I've read about is in order to control lucid dream almost constantly mm -hmm. is what they found out is that depending on the person every dream has some sort of common element okay to it and people would train themselves to find this element okay i've done this a little bit okay now i can't lucid dream whenever the heck i want but every dream that i can remember it has had this element Okay. And this is going to make me sound like a total nerd. <laughs> is it a wow symbol? No. It's no. a Moogle, isn't it? No, it is not a Moogle. It is literally a video game mechanic. Leveling up system? Leveling up system, third person camera. Mm. Literally, if it is a video game mechanic, it is in there. Sorry, I don't mean to derail this in conversation right off the get go. But here I go. There is actually a book I was listening to, just for those who may not have heard this conversation before. I listen to a lot of audiobooks. I honestly prefer them over physical because, well, you can at least listen to them while you're working. Audible, please get at us. Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> and one of the books was, I don't remember what it was called off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure people will bring it up. The idea was this guy, super humans exist, but there's this one guy that basically had the superpower to more or less change one thing to another basically treated as a video game where you could basically level up and level down people hmm. yeah it's an interesting it's an interesting subject i would enjoy the book a lot more if it wasn't pervy as all hell oh it's one of those young adult quote-unquote oh, books no 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 it's kind of mary sue-ish it's very mary sue-ish but it's not to the point where it's juvenile oh basically <laughs> for some reason everybody finds the main character attractive for really no good reason. Of course. Except for, of course, written reasons that are just kind of meh. The idea, the story, how it is written is really good and I enjoy it. There are some things that just go past the uh, system of dis You know, uh, what was it? That phrase. Suspension of disbelief. Thank you. All right. Back to the topics. Yeah, back to the topics. Let's get our next one then. We got a little bit off the dream mm -hmm. aspect, but let's see. Uh, oh, if you could go back in time and change one thing, what would that be? The ability to change one thing. But, okay, here's the problem we're looking at here. Like, I'm going to be that super, super nerdy guy. Time travel is one of those things that, in theory, sounds awesome. If we took it from actual human 
realism, it's damn near improbable. Like, it's improbable, not quite impossible. Yeah. Now, if we were just to ignore all that, which, fine, plenty of fiction wor- fictional works have done that. There are so many things that get fucked up because some asshole wants to change the past. And it's usually never for the good. No, it really, really isn't. I mean, at this point, it's basically a cautionary tale. Yeah, don't go messing with time, folks. This is to all of you people out there in 2150. <laughs> right. Speaking of, how's the future? Yeah, tell us, does, does this COVID end <laughs> at any point? Also, can you get us some winning lotto numbers for this year? That'd be appreciated. Yeah, that would be real nice. Um, I guess back on subject of what I would do, I'd probably be take better care of myself as a kid. Mm. Health-wise, it's not the healthiest kid growing up. Well, then you get the other problem of paradox. Yes. Because then you would never have to go back and tell yourself. To- yeah, no, that's it's like for fun. Ha ha's, he he's. That would be it. Time travel is a fun idea until you realize, oh, no. So you realize, oh, no, I've created World War Three. Let's move on to the next one, which is, mm, are you a giver or a taker? In regards to, that's it. <sighs> I'd say I'm split in the middle, honestly, because I want, I don't like to think I'm selfish. Nobody likes to think that of themselves. But of course, there are self. You do basically do have to do selfish things to survive in the world. There's no way how you can constantly, here, take this of mine. Here, have this. Feel better about yourself. Here's this. As you know from basically health, not even that long ago to Pathfinder whatnot, I love giving out food. I love making food for people. It is something I really, really enjoy. Hopefully, we'll have the other podcast up by now for what we're doing. Yes. And I can vouch for this. Yes, he loves giving out food. Yep. And I like to think I'm good at it. I've liked everything he's cooked so far. Yeah, I'm kind of a pretentious dick in regards to certain things. If I go to a restaurant, and I'm not talking like McDonald's or something, like an actual sit-down restaurant, like say an IHOP, Perkins, whatever, and they give me some food and I look, you know, try it, the first thing that goes to my brain is, can I make this better? And honestly, I think that's kind of unfair. By the same token, it's like, can I? Yeah, uh, no, I I think that kind of makes sense given your given your hobbies. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I'm I'm a, I'm a little bit split down the middle as well. I have no problem giving things out, but mm-hmm. as you probably realize from your own experience, I have a very difficult time taking. Yeah, you have a bit of a complex about that. I do. It is a I am a very notorious not taker to a fault. I try not to because I've kind of overstay my welcome a few times and i keep on trying to cut off before that happens and it doesn't always work and that's the end of that next topic would be oh geez describe yourself in a single sentence pass yeah i'm i'm gonna pass that as well because oh dear god there's no way in heck i'm gonna be this one jerk humans are multifaceted you can't just say describe yourself in a sentence or a word or whatever there are Human beings are complex creatures. To say, oh, one sentence is kind of, it doesn't do justice to the person. No, it's a very gross simplification. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 every boy's favorite question. Shoot. If you were the opposite gender for a day, what would you do? First? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we know, we know there's going to be fondling in there somewhere, mm-hmm. so... I mean, here's the thing. It doesn't matter what gender you are. You're kind of curious what the other end feels. 
Yes, yes, you are. I've heard plenty of women say that if they were a guy for a day, mm-hmm. the first thing they would do is play with their junk. Helicopter dick. Helicopter <laughs> dick. Yes. But what would I actually do? Honestly, I hate to say this. I'd wait it out. You just wait it out? Mm-hmm. Well, the problem is this. At the end of the day, you have no identity. You'll have your money with you, presuming it's not credit or debit. So you better be the type that holds nothing but cash. You got to get used to basically dealing because unless you're literally have the same body shape, body type, body weight, you got to deal with walking around in a different, basically skin suit. Yeah, a much different skin suit, mm-hmm. a much different weight. It's like if you're a guy, you very suddenly got back problems, depending mm-hmm. on how heavy those are. Or you might already have back problems. Who knows? And they just got worse. Yep, I'd wait it out because. I know women go through a lot of shit. Yeah. Outside of the obvious, you know, curiosity aspects, I just waited out. I th- I think I'm pretty much in the same aspect. If I didn't have, like, access to the money or mm-hmm. anything else like that, it's pretty much just a wait it out, play out the curiosity thing. And I know plenty of women who would probably do nothing but fling their dicks around all day. Well, I mean, you have to give them an hour first every other. Anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> With that, I think we're ready for our next drink, which is we're going into the tropics, people, because our first one is a Caribou Lou. 151 rum. I'm not going to go through the rest because copyright. But for those of you who actually listen to the rapper Tech 9 you know this drink very, very well. Yeah, and for those of you like me who don't really know this drink... You can get this drink from 151 rum, a little bit of Malibu rum, and some pineapple juice. It makes the girls come. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> All right, bottoms up. Mm-hmm. Three, two, one. Yeah, really yeah, good. That nice is enjoyable. really good. If you like pineapple, this is definitely it. A little bit of an anecdote. This happened, I want to say, about a year or so ago. I was at the bars. Mind you, I'm not going to narrow down where we live. I will say we live in South Dakota. It's broad enough spectrum. We live in a college town. We went to this. I went to this one bar, and it's a college bar. You think they'd be the bartenders? Very minimal. Be about my age, and Tech Nine was super popular with people around my age. So I asked for a Caribou Lou, and I just get a blank face. What's that? Oh no! Right? Well, I mean, I'd probably be that bartender. I'd be like, "What is a Caribou Lou?" <laughs> Well, it's also the same, but that same night, we also asked for a Scooby snack, and he's like, a what? <laughs> well, yes, <laughs> a Scooby snack. Mm-hmm. Very good. I'd recommend it. Oh, yeah, Scooby snack's real good. Check out episode one to get our full, full description. This is one of those things that, these drinks that will, it's a trick drink. Because if you keep on drinking this the entire night, you could have a frigging gallon of this. You could have that gallon down, and then realize about a half hour later, oh, no, I can't walk. Oh, hi, Cement. I guess we're best friends now. Oh, I, I can safely say I've never had that happen before, so. Well, I haven't gotten completely, well, wait, no, that's a lie. I have actually gotten pretty damn close to that drunk. That's the point I was just stuck on the floor, but just could not control my walking. Again, moderation is key. I was young. Yes, moderation is definitely key when you're drinking. Believe me, I've got a couple of of stories like that as mm-hmm. well. I think the drunkest that I have ever been was when I was in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Yeah, Vegas, baby, indeed. 
I was 22. Oh, you lucky bastard. At the time. So I was still very new to the drinking scene. Mm -hmm. And my brother took me there because he had really wanted to go to Vegas. It was both of our first times going there. Mm -hmm. So we went in. We we had a lot of fun. The first night we get there. I don't know if I really want to say this out loud, but I'm going to because it is the truth. Mm -hmm. We took a real big rip. Ooh. Of you, you can figure it out from there. But we took a real big rip from a thing that is not maybe not be legal in this state. <laughs> may or may not be legal in this state, but I wasn't in this state at the time. So. Fair. So it doesn't. So the cops can't do dick. Yeah. And besides, you know, this was yeah a while ago, long while ago. Well, to be fair, if they really, really wanted to be pedantic and assholeish, they can actually fake out a pubic hair, and actually they can track that because it actually holds, I think, for a decade or more. Mm. Well, either way. So we took this massive rip and then we decided to hit the casinos mm -hmm. and all of these different bars. Okay. Little did we know this was like some sort of night for like, I don't know, college kids. Maybe it was just a really busy weekend. So it's almost like a Mardi Gras or something like that. Uh, something like that, except it wasn't, you know, I don't, I can't remember if there were any ma major holidays mm -hmm. that weekend. I don't think there were. But we kept trying all these different clubs. Mm -hmm. I can remember specifically hitting about three to four different clubs. And we all had about three shots each in all of them. Oof. And we had already taken a massive rip from a bong before mm -hmm. this. So needless to say, we're all pretty much... Schnockered? Yeah. I think schnockered was a very good way of describing this. Either way, I'll make a long story short. At the end of the night, after we had hit in these three bars and I had gotten maybe two massively extra large drinks, mm -hmm. alcoholic wise, you know that old phrase where people are saying, I was so drunk I was seeing double? Yep. I was seeing triple that night. Woof. Woof. And that is not a joke. I have actually never had my vision impaired like that. I can actually proudly say... I have not puked while drinking since 2010. Mm, I've, ne I've never puked. <laughs> and fuck you too. <laughs> <laughs> That's still something on my end, considering my stomach is kind of meh. Mind you, as of recording, this is 2020. For a lot of people, that's like, if I would whistle, I would whistle, but I can't whistle. <whistles> Thank you. The one time I do remember puking, we were playing... It was when I was still working at a fast food restaurant. The manager had a, the hots for one of my coworkers, so she invited all of us over to her apartment or townhouse or something like that to basically drink. Mind you, it was beer, and we then started a drinking game. Oh if, no! If you've ever played a drinking game, you know how fast those things can escalate. <laughs> and I'm going to say we played presidents and assholes. Oh no! And I'm going to say this right here, right now. I was the least liked person in that room. <laughs> you were the asshole. Almost always. I literally took down, I want to say it was like a 14, 16 bottles of booze. And I want to say like a couple hours. Bottles of beer, I should say. Oh. And considering you've heard my drunken ramblings in some of our episodes were just after three, you can imagine what 16 bottles of beer did to me. Oh. Oh, no. Let me emphasize, I was at least like person in that room. Oh, boy. At least you weren't like the 
weren't like okay we're gonna make a i'm gonna make a little reference to uh episode two here at least you weren't that person who went around screaming their favorite alcohol you know who you are mm-hmm. oh so i got another fun so this one doesn't actually involve alcohol but it's still a fun little anecdote i was working at walmart i went home for break because what was it like a half hour hour long break something like that i think walmart had about an hour long break so went back to my home turns out that while i was out Couple of my friends, I was living with roommates. My roommates decided, "Oh, hey, let's play some strip poker with a couple of girls." I was completely unaware. Oh no! So here I am. I walk into the, you know, my uh, trailer at the time. Open it up. See these two topless girls. Hear a scream. I'm like, "Oh shit!" Close the door. I'm like, "Wait a second. I fucking live here." <laughs> <laughs> oh no! So I basically open the door. They're basically, you know, covering themselves. I just get my fucking food from the kitchen. Oh, were your roommates trying to explain to them, like, oh, don't worry, he lives here. He lives here. Oh, no, we were all friends. Oh. Uh, I got a couple of friends that, let's just say, after, well, I'm not, friends is not, a, maybe it's not the best word, definitely acquaintances to say the least. A couple of them we haven't talked in years. I think one of them, anyway, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but point being, we knew each other. No free nip slips, though. Well, I mean, I got a full, you know, frontal view. Let's just put it that way. Oh, okay. So not all wasted. Yep. No, I'm not going to complain. I'm that guy who is never going to complain about titties, period. No, never. Never. Every set is beautiful. And with that, we're going to move on to our last drink. Oh, boy. It's It's one of the good ones. And definitely, if you watch a very certain comedian, oh, you know it well. This is the Bahama Mama. What comedian is that? I don't know which one you're talking about. Uh, this would be the comedian. Oh, I'm I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. Um, I I'm thinking of his face. Mm-hmm. Let's have a commercial break and then we will. Hopefully, Dan will remember. Yeah, absolutely. This episode is sponsored by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you when you're done, so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever the heck you listen to your podcasts. You can also make money from your podcast. Ka-ching! With no minimum on how many listeners you have. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Also, it's free. <laughs> you can't get much better than free. Just be sure to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And we're back. And I remember. Thank you very much to our sponsor for this episode. And I do remember the name of the comedian. His name is Bill Ingvall. Funny dude. Here's your son. Here's your son. You know, it's kind of funny. I was actually having a conversation with a friend of mine, actually, at the uh, LARP event we were having about blue-collar comedy. And of the four, only two really have kind of broken out, not say broken out, but expanded their repertoire when it comes to their comedy. Larry the Cable Guy... Like, granted, his is basically gross redneck humor. At least Bill Ingvall is doing what comedians do, and it's taking things from their lives and making it funny. Like, he's not taking the niche, hey, I am, you know, redneck comedian. Here, look, I live in a trailer, ha ha. You know? Yeah, yeah no, he's definitely, uh, it's like recently while I've been working, mm-hmm. I've been listening to a couple of his of his stand-ups, and oh, there are some that just make me die. Mm-hmm. But either way, let's get this drink. Yes, this is the Bahama Mama. The Bahama Mama, which when I was making that reference to this comedian, it's because he took it while on Vicodin. Yep. 
I remember that now. Yep. All right. Bottoms up. Three, two, one. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That is definitely a, a Tropics one. And yes, if you can't. If you can't realize, I am the one who has never had a Bahama Mama. Oh, God. I'm trying to find a way how to phrase this without it co directly coming back to where we live. So my parents work at this, used to work at this company who, for a business thing, took them all out to the tropics. Not to tropics, but... Uh, the Bahamas? Yes, the Bahamas. And so when they came back for her, I think it was my dad's retirement or my mom's retirement basically like oh hey this is right after the thing so why don't we just have some fun and basically have this an option to drink as yeah it was kind of fun <laughs> yeah well i can definitely see why bahama mamas if you like your uh your fruity fruity citrus mm -hmm. drinks oh this is definitely for you again this is also another one do not mix with cream or milk no no there's a lot of uh there there is a lot of things that go into a bahama mama for example some orange juice, some pineapple juice, some dark rum, some coconut rum, some lime juice, and a splash of grenadine. Lime juice alone would basically curdle. Throw in the rest of the acids, and it's... It's one of those drinks that you probably need to brush your teeth after. <laughs> after you get done praying to the porcelain god, because you're like, oh, this doesn't taste like alcohol. <laughs> yeah, it really did not taste like alcohol. Kind of like the caribou loo. That is true. The caribou loo also did not taste like alcohol. So both of these drinks were were very much trick drinks. Tricks. At least with the Singapore sling, you can you can feel the burn. You know what you're getting into. Oh yeah. Speaking of which, speaking of past jobs, mm -hmm. that's one of our topics for today. Sweet. As I've basically mentioned, probably what four or five times since this entire run of podcasting. Cooking in general is something that I can do and I like to do. So I have had a bunch of fast food jobs. Ironically, never at a restaurant. Hmm. For those who work fast food in restaurants, you know there are super big differences. A super wide gap in, you know, food quality. Unless you're, like, at a company-based restaurant, like, say, IHOP, Perkins, something like that. Because then most of their stuff, from what I understand, is basically microwaved. Oh, yes. The good old microwave. I can feel Gordon Ramsay burrowing his brow as we're talking. You know, I was actually looking at that. And it's like, if you look back when that came out, it was an entertaining show. But looking back at it, it's like, God, he was an ass for no reason. Yes, it was all for the purpose of entertainment. Well, that's the thing. It's like it's weird that we consider bullying a form of entertainment. Yeah, I think that just speaks to how we're raised. To a degree, but we're getting to a topic that honestly neither of us are really qualified to get into. Mm, no. <laughs> Either way, bullying is wrong, kids. Even if it's online, especially if it's online. Just going through the list, I have worked at. Give me a second. Let me do a quick count. I think five fast food places. Five. Four or five. Give me a second. We'll edit these names out later. So four. Four? Yep. So yeah, my bad. It was actually four. I had to actually... You will not hear the names of these companies because they're not sponsoring us, so we won't mention them. Hi. <laughs> Even though IHOP, Perkins, and whatnot isn't sponsoring us either. But <clears throat> Hashtag not sponsored. Pretty much exactly. So four fast food joint jobs. Mm -hmm. All of them sucked. Mm, that's what I hear. It's kind of frustrating because, again, 
this is going to hedge on like political systems, so I'm going to just kind of skim over this. The idea that fast food is just for kids to get some money, some pocket money, is horse hockey. Like minimum wage is supposed to be a wage that you can live on. Lowest standing person can live on. And that is my TED talk. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like I've never really hopped jobs all that much. I think other than the one that I currently hold, I've held three. Mm. Three, both of which I'm not going to mention. Although one was mentioned this episode. Oh, really? One was. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah it was. Because actually used to work with my wife back in the day. Yeah. Yep, I did. I most certainly did. <laughs> I don't have a lot of stories from that one, but I do have a couple from my first one. Yeah, I got a couple of stories from uh, Wally World, but I'll let you go with yours and we can go back to me. Uh, so there's not a lot that I can say about my first one without giving away mm -hmm. what it is, but needless to say, if you were ever in the Los Angeles area of California and you lived in a very certain region, more likely than not, you saw them around. Don't tell me you're one of those like Buddhist monks. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. But if, if you were, uh, if you were a young adult, if you were a young adult, and you like to go shopping in a very high area in the Los Angeles region at around 2015, 2016, more likely than not, you saw me there. That job, while being the most unique experience I ever had, it was definitely not meant for me. Mm -hmm. Because you probably can't tell this from the podcast. I am a massive introvert. And this job kind of required me to be an extrovert story for that too yeah so needless to say i was trying to be very friendly very open when everything inside of me wanted to just go no i would ask you what that job was but i respect your boundaries and respect not having to get sued for copyright yes so going back to wally I didn't have the same, well, for a short time, I did kind of have a similar job to you. I was an overnight stalker, but then I, they discovered I was too slow. So they moved me over to maintenance, basically boils to janitor. Oh. So a couple of stories, unfortunately, both involving poop. Very familiar. Mm -hmm. Don't worry. <laughs> so there was one time there was a festival in our town. This festival basically had a bunch of what we call carnies, basically people who set up shop selling food that isn't necessarily looked over by OSHA. Basically, festival foods. Yeah. You know, like funnel cakes, onion rings, that kind of thing. Here's the thing. I wasn't even on the clock. I was literally just walking into, you know, the bag, about ready to clock in. And before I even get there, one of the people I worked with was like, hey, Luke, yeah, we're going to need you to clock in early. I'm like, why? Someone may have made a mess in by the photo lab. Okay... So I go clock in. There's no physical, but it's basically brown spot, brown spot, brown spot, brown spot, brown spot into the family restroom. Oh, no. Yeah, let's just say I saw some shit. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. Mm-hmm. And I got stuck cleaning it because I think, I don't remember why, but I think we had like a schedule shifting difference for some weird reason. Second one, story also involving poop. Literally... A half hour before we went, we're supposed to leave. We're going home. I get called on the walkie-talkie, and they basically said, we are going to need maintenance up here with the cart. 
and a mop. I'm like, that's not a good sign. Overnight usually ends, what was it, around 6 o'clock, something like that? Um, yes, about 6 or 7 mm-hmm. in the morning. And the fact that it just got to me then is not a good sign at all. So I go in, I check the men's restroom. First thing I see is someone took the potted plant and put it on the toilet seat. What? Yeah, no joke. Just like it's still it wasn't toppled over anything, it was just literally just on the toilet seat. <laughs> the next thing I see as I just take a look to my left is shit smeared on the partition. Someone was trying to hold back the kraken. I guess. Like it wasn't just like, you know, someone just grabbed their shit and just slammed it against the wall. No, they basically just put slammed against the wall and then dragged down. They were trying to hold back the toilet kraken. Oh, and much like I said, this was a half hour before we had to leave, so I had to stay back for overtime because I had to sanitize. It, this makes it even worse. I don't know if every Walmart has this, but the partition wasn't just, you know, a stainless steel surface where it's completely smooth. Oh, no, 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 no. This partition is ridged. Mm. Yeah. No. Oh, God, the ridge. Yeah. So imagine cleaning that up and trying to sanitize every little thing that it touched. Oh, no. Because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that actually goes back to uh, my first job, mm-hmm. which I still can't say the name of. Fair. Because we were walking the streets yep. a lot. We, it was not an uncommon sight to come across. It was not an uncommon sight to come across feces. Oh. Or urine. Or vomit. It was quite common. In fact, one story that I have was at about 10 o'clock at night, which was near the end of the shift. We probably had about an hour and a half left. Mm -hmm. We get a call. There is a splatter in front of one of the, the businesses. Okay. And we might need something to clean it up but while they're getting stuff to clean it up they need someone to stand by and make sure no one steps in it Mm. little did old me realize the one who got called to watch Mm -hmm. said mess little did i realize how big it was oh no i will just say it right now it was a thing of vomit and it went halfway across the sidewalk jesus christ and uh, mind you this was a big big sidewalk Mm -hmm. like if we were to take into comparison of a normal sidewalk Mm -hmm. it's about three of those yikes and it went halfway across that and it was trailing so i'm trying to keep this contained to that area while trying to avoid people who don't want to even pay attention to while i'm there Mm -hmm. to not step in it because for those of you who have been to the Los Angeles area, you know how much people can just shut themselves off to everything. You know, I was actually kind of expecting the twist to be like, we need somebody to watch this. And it turns out the guy was still there. No. <laughs> no, but it did take about 20 minutes for someone to actually come by to clean it up. Oof. Going back to uh, the whole extrovert introvert thing. I don't really go out that often. I actually have a close-knit group of friends because, you know, meeting people is scary. You know? Hey, hooray for social anxiety. Right. But there was this one company I used to work for. I'm not going to give its name because I think I legally signed a contract for. Like, no joke. No. I don't know if it's for their company or the companies they worked for, 
but I was a market researcher. For those who don't know, a market researcher is those people who call you during dinner time and ask you questions. They're basically the telemarketer. Not quite. We are at least are a little bit more polite. Because if you say no, we're basically like, okay, bye. Mm. You know, we're basically the ones that are, listen, what do you think about this candidate? Or what do you think about this candidate? Or do you have a time to talk about this company? Ooh, oh, no. Yeah, those people. Now, I can't give you literally any stories from them because this is a public podcast. I can tell you outside the podcast, but inside the podcast, no, I cannot. I cannot legally distribute that information. It makes sense. <sighs> so that's kind of where half my jokes even come from is because of that. Although I can say it was one of the worst jobs I ever had. Honestly, I'm wondering if that was one of the jobs that may or may not have actually given me anxiety because of it. Possibly. It's entirely possible because I'm not going to go as far as, say, PTSD. But getting yelled at day in, day out, having people literally not only just yelling at you, berating you, basically not even giving you the time of day, that drains a person. I I can definitely see that. And I think we're out of time for this episode, so... Oh, yeah, we may as well end this now. But there is one thing apparently my wife also wanted me to note. Because I fucked up last time, well, not last episode, I think it was two episodes ago, with the cat. Ah, yes. Uh, Hand me that paper, please. Mm. Ah, yes. And the note goes, and I quote, Since you fudged up your daughter's breed, she is a Manx Himalayan Siamese. (laughs) Oh, no, don't piss off the wife. Right? Honestly, I like being called out if I did something wrong or if I made errors. Better to improve yourself than it is just constantly live in ignorance. I can definitely agree to that. But that's all the time we got for this episode. So, I'm Dane. I'm Luke. And we'll see you guys next Friday. Enjoy your drinks, everybody. Have a good one. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.